journalist at the South African Institute of Race Relations. Uh, good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Was this decision expected? I'm not the former economist, current con- economist. I beg your pardon. Was this decision expected? Okay, <laughs> Ian, was this decision expected and factored in by analysts? I think mostly uh, it had been expected that there was unlikely to be a change, um, and that's what happened. And so the markets will say, okay, however, what the, what the governor did was just make some very hawkish, that is, fierce comments about the, uh, the, the uh, factors that are influencing inflation, which, of course, drives monetary policy on which uh, interest rates are based. And I think what was very important, he pointed out things like, for instance, the recovery in the oil price rocketing food prices, high administrative costs like electricity and so on, and, all, and, and higher interest rates already this year, all these factors, he said, are having an impact on uh, prices. The cycle is higher, and he didn't see much uh, opportunity for a change in this, particularly if you look at the weak grand and, and high oil, higher oil price and the fact that petrol is going to go up probably by anything up to another 50 cents or so a litre next month. So, you know, all these factors were mentioned. But nevertheless, he did say that because there was low demand pull effect, in other words, there weren't a lot more buyers and sellers pushing up prices, that they would leave it as it was for the time being. But I think he also gave some, which perhaps was maybe expected, but uh, he gave some very... Uh, negative outlooks on the on the, uh, the economy, on the growth expectations that they've revised down from a 0.8% growth forecast to a 0.6%. Well, hell, that's getting very close to zero, isn't it? And uh, looking for a very, very low-level recovery in the next two years. So all yeah, a bit of a miserable outlook, I would say. Under those circumstances, then, uh, would you say this was the correct decision? Yes. Yes, I think that the, the governor and his monetary policy committee must be supported. You know, uh, if they had put, if they had hiked interest rates, they'd raised them, we would say, well, now you're knocking down an economy that's already knocked down. You know, I think that that, that is a factor. And uh, if you have to look at, uh, at the cost of capital, which, of course, is governed by interest rates, that's come up by, by 2% already this year. And you say, but it's only 2%. Ah, yes, but if the rate has gone from 8% to 10%, your cost of funding rises by 25%. So all this is not conducive to new business startups, new uh, employment creation and so on. So I think we have to say, yes, this is about what's expected. Was there any room for a, a cutting rate? No, I don't think so. With inflation running well above the, uh, the top, of the government's guideline range, which is 3 to 6%, and uh, looking at the, this cycle peaking around the end of the year uh, at around 7.5%, there's no room for a rate cut. In fact, I don't see one on the horizon for the next 12 months or so. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the possibility of a rate hike during the second half of this year remains quite a strong one. Now, the picture that uh, you've painted indicates that uh, there are tough times ahead. Is this going to make a difference for consumers? Yes, I think consumers uh, are going to find. You know, the the, the overall cost of living, because of inflation, what is inflation? The higher prices for fuel, for electricity, for food, uh, that's all going to mean greater pressure on a diminishing uh, uh, income source, 
So, you know, I say diminishing income source. Well, look at unemployment. Everybody knows somebody's lost his job and can't get another. And they talk about an official rate of 26% unemployment. That is underestimating it. In fact, it's probably 36 37% if you take up the vast number of people who just said, I'm so depressed, I've given up looking and registering for a job, there aren't any. So, you know, all this is so this points to the fact they didn't really have uh, much choice in, in what they were going to do. Chief Economist at the South African Institute of Race Relations, Ian Craigshanks, thank you for sharing that uh, insight. It's 16 minutes after four here on PM Life. A war of words has erupted between the South African Communist Party and specialized crime-busting unit, the Hawks. This after the Communist Party claimed that the unit is being used for political agendas. The SACP claimed in a statement that Hawks head Lieutenant General Benning Ntlemeza was allegedly overheard, saying he had been mandated to harass the communists. With the details, here's our senior political journalist, Amos Pajo. The SACP fired the salvo, releasing a strongly worded statement condemning the conduct of the Hawks under Ntlemeza's leadership, saying it is unsatisfactory and reflects politically motivated, factional and private agendas. The party claims that Ntlemeza was overhead, saying his mandate was to harass communists and next in the line was its leader in the northwest, Madoda Sambata, the party's second deputy secretary, Solima Paila. He was talking about his new mandate to harass communists and he mentioned the name of uh, Comrade Madhuda Sambata that is, is the first on the, on, on the queue of the people that he will be dealing with. And unbeknown to him, he was seated next to one of our leaders whom he could not recognize. And in the context of what the works are beginning to do to be used as a political tool, like almost what the Scorpions were used for, uh, it's something that we can never accept as a communist party. We fought against uh, that kind of attitude and will continue to fight against it even now. The SACP has come out in support of Finance Minister Pravin Godan. Weekend Media reports said he faced imminent arrest following the Hawks' investigation into the so-called SARS Rock unit. The party also backed his deputy Mgrebisi Jonas, who blew the whistle on apparent influence by the Gupta family in appointing cabinet ministers.